0: Today's episode is episode 173 of Unconventional Humans Podcast. Today I'm joined by David Villalobos. Today's episode is called Weird and Dark Images. On today's episode we're talking about some of the weirder and darker images from my upcoming book The Edge. In that book there is a paragraph specifically around how to be weird, well not how to be weird, embracing your weirdness. That's something that is part of the creative process and I asked David to draw a particularly weird image for that which he he duly obliged so on today's episode we're talking about some of those images those darker images especially in the unconscious culture chapter which we get into today and i just wanted to share the thought process that davey has around creating images for my book and also just to get just give it an experience of a conversation that we we have when it comes to writing the books it's something that's Organically happened over the past few years, so I just wanted to share what that could look like for somebody who is maybe thinking about similar things. So that's it. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode.
1: All right, man, so go for it. Shoot.
0: No, just like the what are we talking about the rabbit holes episode? So, what I was saying was that I liked what you did with that because you went for like a literal interpretation of what I was saying. I like that sometimes because, like, I that wasn't what i was talking about in the episode but it adds another perspective a bit of humor a bit a levity to it
1: it does um I, don't, I mean that kind of idea i think comes it stems from a really working late and by that time i think the uh i don't know if you can hear me there's a plane passing all right it just it just stems from like once you know the alcohol flows and you're just so relaxed you know, not a drunken stupor, but it just, your mind is just kind of like out there mm. relapsed and ideas flow. And so I was thinking, because since you switched the episodes on me, yeah. I had already done the, uh, con- the creative journey one. Okay. You know, and, and so I did the other guy, um, Ryan Bush, was it Ryan Bush? Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, let me do something real quick for rabbit holes. Cause it's coming up. And so I don't know. I don't know what I was listening to at the time or whatever, but I just thought it was funny. And I was like, you know, what? I see if you get it, or if not, if it's too risque. And um, like I said earlier, when I saw you post that, you know, I was like, you know, what? I went back and kind of changed it. And since some of the podcast episodes you are using for the images for the book, um, I don't want to spoil it. But when you see it, it covers something else you were looking for as well. You know, so I thought it was kind of, it worked on two different levels, you know.
0: Oh, so you you read the chat or the paragraph I'd written about rabbit holes in the book, is it, and you adjusted the uh, image to uh, that too, was it?
1: No, it was actually something else um, in the book, but you'll, you'll see. Because oh, okay. as soon as you see it, you'll, you'll get it, and you're like, all right. Because um, Cause know, every isn't... time I go, with it, I go with the book, I see the highlights of what, if you're looking for something, and I was gonna bring it up because there was one that you asked for, and I had no idea what you're talking about. But that's usually how it works because, you know, it's kind of like a back and forth on on idea, you know. And this way we don't have like a literal translation or something. Sometimes, even though sometimes like the rabbit holes it works, but um, I'll bring it up right now. I'll look for the. I'll gotta look for the page. Mm. But you know, there was one you had requested, and so every time I open up the. Uh, the book, I look for highlights and I look for things and, you know, I've got to go back and change some of the stuff like the, uh, I've been doing the resizing for some yeah. of that to keep that. So you can, you can resize it as you want, but you'll have no space, no, none of the blank white space, what you call blank white space. And, um, it, it worked out cause, um, it actually worked out, like I said, for one of the images you were looking for. And so I just kind of adapted it. And since you're kind of doubling down on some of them or doubling up on some of them, it's basically two birds with one stone, so you know you, you're getting a, a two for one special on that one, you know. So,
0: and that's what I was uh, in the last few weeks, especially. I've been like writing paragraphs and then speaking about it in the podcast. Yeah, I wasn't doing that. Well, I wasn't doing it so much. I think a few months back, but um, I think the way I'm approaching it at the moment is that there's certain things I have on my mind. That I'd like to express like a bit of understanding around it. I want to fit it into what I already have in the book. Like I recently added, uh, how do you pronounce it? Shaden It's like yep. a German word. I saw and that I added that to, uh, the walking the line chapter because I felt, I felt it was very fitting. Cause I do feel like the types of people who've resigned to life do get a sense of joy from seeing other people fail. That's Shaden Yeah. I saw that
1: and I, I, I was reading, it. I thought it was kind of interesting. So I was kind of mumbling, uh, mumbling mulling over that one as far as maybe imagery but I haven't figured out yet anything yet because I'm still working on you know my mind's on on hey sorry there's a dog right here she's really big,
0: really Your dog, big. Isn't
1: yeah she's one of them
0: hmm. um, what's her name it's a her what's her name
1: oh Maggie
0: oh Maggie
1: okay yeah, she, she's part Great Dane part lab so so she's a she's a puppy so she's already 100 something pounds so. Yeah, mm. nice mix. Anyway, yeah, yet, it, I saw that, so I'm gonna go over that one too because I kind of like what you were talking about.
0: I'm gonna do a, an episode on that too, shade and frauder, because it's something I even noticed myself feeling when I was younger, very unconsciously, that I did take pleasure, you know, seeing other people fail because I was afraid to try things myself. Huh. It was very unconscious thing, looking back on it now. Uh, and I do feel it's, I think, I don't think you can, I think you need to find some bit of pleasure in your life, even if, even if it's unconsciously, I don't think you could live your life in complete pain. And that I just wanted to talk about that in, in that chapter, because I feel like it helps to shine a light on where people might be coming from when they're trying to detract you from what your passion is about, or even thinking about what your passion is about. Mm-hmm that it can be from their fear, their unconscious fears, or even sometimes they can be more conscious. But I just wanted to talk around that. And I also, I think it's great that in some languages you have a word, a single word that encapsulates a feeling. I've always been kind of interested in that.
1: But, I mean, in a sense, though, it's kind of a, I don't want to say sadistic, but it's kind of messed up.
0: It's very messed up, yeah. It's it's mindless, it's mindless behavior, I feel.
1: You think it's like unconsciously, like, you know, you're
0: think, not inti-
1: you don't intentionally want to see someone fail, but when you do, you're kind of like, or you think it's more like you hope to see someone fail.
0: It's hard to tell. I think it can be well conscious or it could be unconscious. I think it could be, it could be unconscious just in the way you, like you see people on American Idol and they make a fool of themselves and you get a certain <laughs> amount of pleasure from looking at that. Okay. So yeah. You wouldn't put yourself out there and do it yourself uh, because it's too vulnerable. But, uh, so I think that's taking pleasure from somebody else's failure there, their delusions. And it's funny to look at like.
1: Does it also relate to like, so uh, competition though, basically, you know, like say you're, you're competing against someone else, you see them fail and it takes pleasure because that maybe not so much to see them fail, but then that may enhance what you're doing.
0: Well, that's it too, it's a negative competition negative competitive state and I think that probably ties into school the grading system Mm -hmm. kind of taught to to be like that I don't think it's something that's natural to people to be like that yeah I think it's uh when you're living within systems that promote unhealthy competition or they promote comparisons when you're living in a capitalistic world as well we're we're comparing to yourself to how you could be and comparing, comparing yourself to other people I think that that's the type of feelings that can come about then as a side effect to that because like you are also living in a world with capitalism where they're intentionally trying to make you feel jealous or trying to make you feel unworthy so that you will buy these products and do these things to be more worthy to feel into that illusion so it's a
1: better phone so you can be better pictures so you could have better wi-fi and have better
0: yeah So I think shade and fraud can be mixed in there then because you're put under so much pressure to become somebody you're not, that I don't know, it, it, it I think the shade and fraud can get in there too. Then it's uh well, I think fundamentally I don't I kind of saw seen in my life that the more I've been more conscious of myself and focusing on self-expression and self-actualization when I focus more on these things. And also connecting with other people that's made a huge difference then like it doesn't make as much sense for me to have these feelings of envy for other people when i don't also i try and pay attention to when i'm feeling jealous why i'm feeling jealous mm-hmm. and i think when you're conscious with that type of stuff you can also be conscious about what you're taking pleasure from i suppose by being conscious around your pain you can be conscious around your pleasure yeah i
1: think I think jealousy is the same thing, though, where it's I think there's a fine line where I think it's some good jealousy because it shows you care, Mm. maybe relationship wise, but then you cross that line when you become, you know, murder, suicide jealous. There's, you know, there's two extremes, but I guess that's just a matter of um, I don't know how you put it in your perspective, but balancing, it's a balancing act. You know. Yeah, I think
0: I think every emotion serves a purpose like jealousy can help you to do better yourself yeah once you do something once you take action from that emotion but when you just sit in that emotion and you resent other people for being ahead of you I think yeah. that's when the jealousy becomes maladaptive and malfunctional
1: that's a good point well I'm looking forward to hearing it
0: yes you know? I'm looking forward to speaking it I don't know what I'm going to be saying we, even just talking that out there might be around that in some way yeah but uh, yeah, I wanted to explore some of the images as well in the book, The Edge.
1: Yeah, I was wondering. I know I shot you when I showed you a text about or message about. I don't know if you could uh, interface some of what we're talking about with some of the imagery. Do you know what I'm saying? What do you mean? In other words, uh, you bring up a pic picture. I thought. You oh were yeah, bring
0: up- that's a good idea, man. No. I can sc- I can do a screen share. I think because I'll put it on YouTube.
1: Yeah. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but.
0: Yeah, because that was the thing. I was kind of wondering if we talk about this and nobody can actually see the images, it's going to be a bit limiting. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: that makes sense. Or you can yeah. edit it. Yeah. yeah. I'll just go through. Yeah, I like that <laughs> American one. We are talking about that. Oh, yeah. Discovering America and the image kind of counterbalances the point another perspective
1: yeah i like being lighthearted sometimes too it's it's you have to
0: i think you do yeah because it's uh, especially around these things that are very emotionally charged yeah Maybe you can manage manage bringing some levity can I help you yeah, see yeah. both both sides both perspectives a bit better yeah the unconscious culture that was the monkey experiment mm-hmm. This one, I think, is a very interesting image because the idea I had for that was very broad, and uh, so basically, the idea I gave you for that was like I—I I feel like there's periods throughout history where the collective goes through a lot of turmoil, and you uh-huh. can look—if you look at the psychology—I feel like can be like a mass psychosis that's happening, where just the minds of people are becoming very chaotic, very yeah. unclear, and that leads to actions and behaviors that look mad because they're coming from a mind that's out of balance that isn't in touch with reality anymore so how did you go about creating that then this image from what i was talking about
1: it's i don't want to say um not so much dystopian in a sense but i was influenced on that when when we're talking about what to do i think um I don't know how familiar you are with. Uh, have you ever read the book Animal Farm?
0: I haven't actually read it, but I've been so I've been meaning to read it.
1: Oh, uh, George George Orwell. Mm. Um. Such a, I mean, such a huge book. I mean, influenced in my life, like as far as, you know, because literally it's animal. It's about animals who become the pigs become fascists. You know, and it's, it's basically a tale of Nazis and all that kind of stuff like that. That that's sort of ideal where their way is the only way and everybody falls into that. And then there was a cartoon made about it, which is really dark. Mm. Which is weird because when you're growing up, you see a cartoon, you're expecting happy Disney and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh what you don't expect is to see that sort of violence and that sort of uh darkness. And so a lot of the colors in this one was reminding me of of that of the cartoon and the book. You know. And then I get what you're saying about mass psychosis because I mean that's so many things like the Salem witch trials. Mm. You know, the uh, the whole Holocaust or pretty much any genocide. There's not just one person, it's one person, and everybody seems to gather behind them.
0: Yeah, fall in line, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's and- still today, I mean, we have it today. We had it with our president, you know. Yeah. And it's like this I in my opinion, a delusion, and people either by fear follow along or by a belief. You know, and it can go either way. And and that one person is the one in the middle burning is the one who didn't go that way. And, and I don't know, it just it seemed fitting to me. Like it I wanted to be monotone in a sense where they all look the same. You know. Yeah,
0: the faces entities, wasn't it? That's where yeah,
1: faces entities, they all have the same color scheme. And then the little the idea I got for the airships in the back, because Zeppelins always do have that sort of a Old timey mm. World War Two, you know, yeah. and I didn't want the tank to be just a tank, so I wanted to throw something in there different. But the airships, the idea with them going through—I remember there's there's an old one of my favorite Batman cartoons uh, from the '90s. The intro, they have airships over Gotham City, and they have searchlights, and they're like look like zeppelins, and it's just one of those things. Those images that images is you know you remember. Yeah. You're like all right, this looks pretty cool. Let's throw this in there.
0: And the the tentacles, where did that come about? that the like, uh, how would you describe the, the the image of the character in the front? Looks for well, me kind of like a penguin with. Uh, it looks like no those uh, mustard hey, gas kind of masks that they would it's have. It's like, world like a,
1: a cross between like the old plague doctor. Okay. And there was like the old. I don't want to say Renaissance, but the plague doctor mask that they used to wear. The those guys used to, you know, experiment. They were kind of dark. Kind of like a World War Two, like those those kind of masks. And then the tentacles just came out of the fact that, you know, they're sneaking out, showing that this is a monster that they're following. Yeah, you know, it's it's not just someone normal, and it's usually how it is because when you think about certain figures in history who have led the charge against things like Holocaust and genocide, these aren't just normal people, man. These these turn out to be monsters, mm-hmm. you know, and. At first, you may not see it, but after time passes.
0: Yeah, there's only so long you can hide the tentacles, I guess.
1: Yeah, and so it's kind of just creeping out, showing you the true undermine the underlying yeah. um, of what what they're following is not something normal.
0: Yeah, no, I get it from the images. It's, it's a, I do get a dystopian feel to it. It is cool. What is the name of that cartoon you you mentioned?
1: Which one, Batman or the? um
0: the one where you mentioned from Animal Farm.
1: Yeah, it's Animal Farm.
0: Oh, that's the name of the cartoon as well, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Animal
1: Farm. I do recommend it. I mean, if you haven't read the book; it's a short read, um, but it's just a great book. You know, something I think you would get.
0: You know, let's write that down because I've been meaning to read it for a while now. I started reading a little bit of Nineteen Eighty-Four, but I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten too far with it yet. So then this image again, I found that this was a, so what I wanted to get across, I guess, in that image was that it's the medium or it's the humans, not the medium, not the technology that is the spreader of bad ideas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that lies, if you tell them long enough, if you're like consistent with it, that it can lead to a lot of damage. I think in, in groups, groups of people is telling a simple message over and over again even if it's untrue it can take on a lot of power that it doesn't matter that's not true anymore and i think that's what you can witness during t- periods of history where there's an immense turmoil like again world war ii i've always been i don't know why but i've always been fascinated by world war ii because i think it's there's just so much in it in that story yeah. or in in that period of history there's so much like carnage and there's so many lessons you can take from that because it was on a global scale as well i think but anyway for that image then i guess i think i i wanted the so who came to mind for me was Goebbels propaganda but i didn't want to really do an image of Goebbels. i liked your idea of the faces entities from the last image and i wanted to carry that over here again because i feel like it's the lies and the ideas that haven't been taught true can corrupt a human We you're not really human anymore you're just spreading ideologies it's an ideologue so that was kind of the general feel i wanted to go for this and then how did you how did you start imagining what the picture could look like
1: well for this uh, well touching based on if you tell a lie often enough also i think that that kind of goes on a personal level i think there's times in our lives where we tell ourselves something we actually believe it even though maybe it never happened or maybe it's not true but i know what you're going for on a global scale or like in a grander scale and um i guess since we were talking about that whole you know mass psychosis someone like goebbels is one of those characters who had a huge part in that huge part you know and so I just kind of mimicked the outfit that he wore. The military, he had like very famous designs. And um, mm. I don't know, like the FBI looks at my search history, but there was like a lot of Nazi stuff coming up. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. if I get in trouble, anyway. <laughs> yeah. But you know it's one I've of those been... things
0: that you have to learn from the, from the lessons of history. You like oh. can't just ignore these things either. I think that's what I try and go for in the book as well. Like it's not, I yeah. try like. You... the end of the day the goal the goal with this book is to help somebody who's reading it to find their authentic self to find a self-expression to find a meaningful life but in doing so you have to face reality also
1: yeah you, you can't deny the past yeah you know but you can learn from it and and uh you know not you know history repeating itself you just it it seems to keep repeating itself every day with the war you see like in palestine jerusalem and everything like that but you know, to deny any sort of pass is just really just pure ignorance. Um, and with this, the faceless entity, because I mean, you could put just—I toy with just a subtle eye movement or something that looks like he's looking at the radio. Um, I think you mentioned that he looks pensive. Hmm. You, to me, it could be taken either way—that you know, he's uh, maybe he's kind of proud of what's coming out of the radio, or you know, it's different interpretations, really um but also the color scheme is based on his on his outfit from history because i was kind of like the, the same the color scheme that he had so i went when i was editing i went with like a filter on it to kind of tweak the colors around to give it that sort of monotone feel and historical feel too because you know a lot of the pictures we have are what black and white
0: there's yeah.
1: very few there's 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 color but there's not a lot of color back in that day as far as photos are concerned. And uh, so I just kind of just went with that, you know, just I wanted to be simple enough so you have like a lot of shading on the darkness in the bottom so you can kind of see and just keep just keep the quote there. You know? Yeah. Just...
0: That was like chapter on unconscious culture. So yeah. it's um Yeah, I do I, I think that unconscious culture is dangerous. It's like it's not like the war came about out or the nothing as well. It's a mix of a lot of different things. But I think it's a, I think if we learn the lessons and apply it, I like looking at groups because it helps me to understand myself better. Because sometimes you can't look at yourself so easily, but you can look outside yourself and look for principles. Look yeah. for like this, for example, like if you tell yourself a lie, if you tell other people a lie often enough, it can cause immense destruction. So if I'm going to tell myself lies over and over again, it yeah. probably will end up causing destruction in my life too.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, so, then this is the next chapter, the creative doorway. I really like this image. How did you go about creating that? Because it's quite different to, like, just uh, the the um, the look of it is quite different to the other images.
1: Um, well, you know, with every image, I try to do something. You know, if I feel it calls for it, something different. Mm. You know, and um, you know we have talked about creative doorway, looking through the creative doorway. I know we have another chapter which I'll edit that image about you walking through and it's very Kirby-esque, you know, the keys. Um, I can't remember the name of the-,
0: oh, the, the doorway, the doorway of perception.
1: Yeah. You know, and so I didn't want to repeat that, but I like the idea of when you open the door there, you know, Um, remember the, the uh, Wizard of Oz, mm. the old movie and how it's black and white. And she opens the door and everything's color. You know, once she lands in Oz in the movie, she opens the door and then everything else in Oz is colored. But before that, the whole movie is in black and white, but, you know, kind of like representing her life. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool. And so I kind of like, you know, things That's like that. Better. It's an influence. And so I was just drawing uh, you opening the doorway and I wasn't sure what was going to be on the other side. So I was just messing with the shading on it, which it was basically this was all black, you know. But then when I think when I sent the picture, you mentioned that you liked the fact that the hand was there because it kind of gave it, I don't know. Uh, yeah.
0: It's funny. Cause like when you sent it to me first, I thought you, I wasn't too sure whether you meant to have the hand included. I liked it because for me, it represented that the character is becoming aware of the story he's in that there's, yeah. a, there's somebody writing the storyline to his, uh, his story.
1: Yeah. That was just in a, you know, it was just uh, you know, cause I like, I always like to send the drafts on stuff, something I'm drawing, because maybe you have a different idea. And you're like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing rabbit holes, literally. Uh, you know, it's just it's one of those things, uh, because it's just a, to me, it's a creative process. It's like maybe you're looking for a tree and I'm drawing a flower and you're like, no, it's, it, it should be a tree. And I'm like, all right, I go back and I'll see it. And like, all right. I see the tree now, not the flower. And I just happened to just show the image and my hand was in it. And when you mentioned that, I was like, oh, just that to me took it to a different level because you saw something I wasn't even looking for, mm. you know, and to me, that's yeah. part of the fun of the creative process when you're collaborating with somebody is that, uh, you know, if you're going to be selfish, you go, no, 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 fuck you, man. It's just this way. Then that's not a crowd, you know, collaboration. And, and it in this case, it opened up a different idea and it, it looks kind of cool. Yeah. And so what I did is I redid the I just redid the picture. Only because, I mean, maybe it's vanity, but I wanted to, I will, you know what? Let me put my hand in there because I have the tattoos on the hand. So it was a little bit more prominent, you know? And so I just kind of redid it and uh, changed some of the colors around on it. And I wanted the colors to be closer to the door, you know, because like expanding. So as you open the door, the colors expand. And if you remember that, like I said, the Wizard of Oz scene, if you ever watch it, you know, you'll see that when she opens the door, the world just becomes full color, mm. you know, and so it's kind of just that's can't where it's, it's from that.
0: It's a good metaphor for like, um, you could also be in a black and white thinking world, and then when you open the door to nuance and understanding the world differently,
1: yeah, that's why a color I, I mean, yeah. where he's coming from, where your character's coming from. You look at it, it's black, you know, it's gray, yeah, you know, there's no. Now, there's nothing behind it, it's emptiness, but yeah, so you're opening up the world to a new, I don't know, new realm of thought.
0: Yeah, it's, it's uh, I like the, the color because it's, it's it's fiery and like it's it's a bit chaotic and you just don't know what to expect in like going into that room. Like, I think it requires a bit of courage to step in there because like the where he is is quite bland and ordinary, but. If he steps through the door, he doesn't really know what he's going to get. The fucking hand in front of him like, he knows what he's going to get inside here. So Yeah,
1: and I think the hand kind of uh, also, uh, that kind of thing um, stems from uh, Bugs Bunny. There's an old Daffy Duck cartoon where the animator is drawing him and then he'll erase his head. Mm-hmm. And he gets all mad and then he puts him in a dress and he does this weird stuff to him. And it's the cartoons. I can't remember the name of the cartoon, the episode exactly, but I mean, growing up, it's just one of the, it's just a huge influence. It's like Bugs Bunny. And that was way out there too, because the animator is participating in the cartoon, you know, and in the end, you find out the animator is Bugs Bunny just fucking with them. But you know, it kind of, you know, stems from that. A lot of it stems from that too, where, you know, it's someone else creating it. If you want to get, oh, it's God creating it or whatever, you know. I'm not saying I'm God. I'm just saying, you know, there's other realms out there. We, we don't know until you open that door.
0: Yeah. it <clears throat> could even be your higher self, I guess, creating. and You just don't know. Yeah. So Endless possibilities. But from this image, too, you created that yourself. Like, before you created this image, I just said, like, so the, the book is broken up into sections. Yeah. And I did, like, a, a word for each section. But now... When I saw this image I decided that an image for each section would would actually be better because it's more an open to interpretation I think the section names are to start in the chapter page but I'm not putting them in between the chapters now after seeing that image so and then yeah some of these images are from the podcast and this Johnny Cash image yeah was, uh, I reloaded
1: you know what I I reworked that one a little bit so the line he's walking on is wider
0: okay what is that
1: um, you, you know what? Just I wanted to stand out more. Okay. You know, so you know, if you look at the images, I that's an older one. Um, it's basically the same thing. I just tweaked the line a little bit, so I so it's brighter. Okay. And, uh, you know, because that, that's about it.
0: And then and no, this. Oh, Johnny,
1: well, Johnny Cash. Yeah, I mean, there's more to it. Like, the Sun, because he used to play with Sun Records, was his first recording studio. Um,
0: yeah, I like how you do that, because that's not very obvious that the Sun represents that. Unless you're a Johnny Cash fan, I guess. You yeah, and then he's then.
1: walking, he's literally walking the line. So, what do the lyrics go? Uh, before dark is day or day is night. So, you have a sunset, you know. So, there's like, you know, very subtle notes to the song.
0: Hmm. Especially
1: like, Johnny Cash. I mean, come on. He's awesome. So,
0: no, he is. Yeah. Uh, how this kind of came about is that that was the. The words I had in my mind before I started writing this book, it was, I wanted to explore the psychological line you walk as a creative person, because you have to start becoming yourself and you're going to get rejected for that from some people, you might get love for that, but ultimately it's an unnerving psychological line to walk because you don't really know what you're having to face. And then when I thought of that, I was like, Johnny Cash has got a song called Walk the Line, and I mentioned it to you, and then you're a big Johnny Cash fan, so I was like, I didn't really know where this was going to fit. In the end, I decided, yeah, if we just have a picture of Johnny Cash at the start, I don't think I referred to. And then after that, but I left it. I left it. I left it to you to draw the image because you're the Johnny Cash fan. Out of the two of us, you're the bigger fan, I would say. And uh, I quite like that too. That some things come into my head. I don't know why they come into my head, and then I'll, I'll discover that maybe you. That was actually the. That was actually the first image of the book came from that. Remember. Hunter yeah. S. Thompson, I didn't even know of this guy. I just saw a quote online that resonated with me. And it turns out mm-hmm. that you're a big fan of his. And I'm looking at his work as well now. And yeah. uh, I like that because by writing a book like this, then you're discovering parts of the world that you didn't really know existed or you're, it's a creative process. Like.
1: Yeah, and I, I kind of like that too. I like the representation of the, your character as other characters one because it's a good way to get away from likeness rights, so you don't get sued. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're just you're basically just dressed as a character, so that's kind of to me a cheeky way of getting around it. But at the same time, it works too because we've done that before with the first book, where the characters in the situations like this one with the French, the French one. Yeah, you I
0: like know? how you've added like French. You've added Italian to one of them as well. I like. Uh, I guess the goal here is to just make languages fun, something interesting my experience in school was it was a subject and it can kind of suck the fun and curiosity out of learning a language so i just wanted to bring a bit of playfulness to it
1: yeah and i you know what and i love that because i mean i i like how you want to incorporate stuff like that so the french one i'm looking up phrases and what makes sense and you know i may pronounce it wrong but where, where you're saying you know alabak or vache you know, like, holy cow is an expression. Apparently, that's a big expression over there. That's how they say, like, you know, holy shit or oh my God.
0: Yeah, the vast <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so, I, and then when I'm looking it up, it says this is where it stems from, or the reason why they, they refer to the cow, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's something that, you know, I find fascinating when I'm just drawing, and and we'll get to the Italian one, is that I'm looking up things that would kind of make sense,
0: why did they say Lavache? I not I don't know. I don't. Why did they say cow?
1: I don't know. I can't remember. Okay, because yeah, they well, do say. Um,
0: I, when I was living in France too, they do say that a lot. Lavache. Even if you watch the French series, Lavache is like a kind
1: of. It, it's it kind of like it basically is saying no, you know, holy cow, but like in a polite way, it was like saying holy shit. Yeah. Or oh my god, or oh my goodness, but some things that we say here, English wise, the uh, translation is different. You know the expression is different. Yeah. You know, so it, it it may not mean the same. Even it may not sound the same, but it may mean the same. But just word differently, I guess. And, you know, and I thought it was funny because to me it's like you know you, you just got to Paris and they're telling you to get out of the way. and You're not sure. You're just like so excited. Someone's talking to you, and I, and I thought it was funny to put a mime, because you know mimes don't talk. I mean,
0: it was kind of uh, yeah, it's ironic. I was I was kind of. When I was looking at that first, I was kind of like, "It's quite funny." My character's face is like uh, of pure ignorance. He's just like happy out there, and he doesn't know what he's actually saying to him. Uh, it's quite, I think it's actually a great visual of visual representation of when I went to France first. Like, it's just nice to be in a different country, different language. You don't really care whether people are interacting with you badly yeah. or not you're just so excited to be in a different world and explore oh, yeah.
1: that fascinating you know and and i'm you know I, I like to draw i don't want to say stereotypical stuff but i think it's funny too if you know how to do it you know like they're smoking and then there's baguettes everywhere
0: baguette's. And, and, you know i mean but to be fair, that, baguettes yeah. and smoking it is quite popular in france when I, when i was living there too especially baguettes Baguettes are eaten with everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I love baguettes. Don't get me wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: I make them every day.
0: So went up again, and oh, the crabs in a bucket—that was an interesting image. It's Quite creepy, too, isn't it?
1: Well, I mean, when I saw the you know you go image of crab, human crabs in a bucket, that's one of those things I'm going, I don't what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. And I'm going, I know he doesn't do drugs, you know.
0: Now, I heard in like a personal development circle, I think, over the years that um, people can act like crabs in a bucket when you try and progress in your life up level. There's people who will hold you back and try and pull you down. And yeah. it is something I think it's behavior that crabs do when they're thrown to a bucket and one tries to escape, it tries to pull, they others try to pull it down. And it's a good metaphor. But uh, the way I approach that, though, I don't think that line of thinking is that helpful because you're putting too much power on the people below you, I feel. I think if you do your own thing, like it's challenging work, but then you'll gradually find collaborators who will help you. So you don't have to pay so much attention to people who are trying to drag you down. Don't give them the power because they need, they need your power. They need the illusion of power to hold you down.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But if you just do your thing, keep being creative, keep moving forward, you'll just end up collaborating with people over time then. So it's uh, being mindful of where you place your energy. That's kind of what I was getting across in, in this part
1: yeah it was kind of weird I, I wasn't sure what to go with this um, and I wanted to do a certain style on the faces that you know were human like the hands but they're claws but oh, they're, yeah. Still, yeah. They're, still clabs, they're still crabs. They're still crabs you know and um, yeah. I didn't want it to be bright and sunny like happy because it's on a beach you know so I, I kind of went with a different tone like when I edited it and I show one of my nieces, one of my girls. I'm like, I go, look me, huh? like what do you think? She's like, oh, that's messed up. I go, all right. I go, then that's, you know, when you get that, you know, sometimes a bad response is a response you want.
0: Well, no, messed up is exactly I think what we're going for there because the actual yeah. idea is messed up that people pull you down when you try and do better in life. That's messed yeah, up.
1: Like you know, you're being, you can see that like, they're they're crowded and someone's getting stepped on and pushed over and and uh, you know, some you know, like I said, sometimes you want. What sounds like a negative response, but but that's the response you want.
0: Yeah. Well, you want to be people to be repulsed by that idea that there's people who will pull you down mm-hmm. if you try and do better in life. Like it's not a nice image, so there's no point in uh, creating fairies for that image.
1: No, uh, we have other parts of the other parts of the book for that too. So
0: yeah, and that's the Philippe Petit image.
1: Yeah, I did one in black and white because. A lot of the photos were him in black and white.
0: Okay, so, I went with the color there for now, but I might change my mind again. Let's see. Yeah,
1: and I wasn't sure which one you were gonna go for, so I was like, you know what? Let's give him options. Um, and they both work, but it just depends on your preference, really. Yeah. Uh, philippe Petit,
0: I read his book "Creativity: The Perfect Crime." I think he's just a an interesting character.
1: Yeah, the documentary was fascinating. I mean, you the balls to do what he did yeah
0: I man it's, it's it's, uh,
1: that's just fear that's just called fearless and i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm not afraid of heights but i'm not doing that I'm yeah. not, you know
0: but it's just a fascinating character like when i was reading his book it's like it's just so i just kind of got a sense that his mind is so free that he just yeah. expresses himself and then just the amount of meticulous planning he did for that and then he throws his plans out the door because he knows in the moment he can't be overthinking it will lead to death yeah so it's it's uh, but then
1: he's still midway through just you know, I'm gonna lay down on the on the rope. Yeah. You're insane, but
0: yeah, but that didn't like it's, it's in I find that inspirational that like you can have somebody that that's that's that far outside the box. A human being yeah. can be that far outside the box. And uh, the deep thinking that came from one of the podcast episodes, like I like that because you can see that the outline of the wings because for me I've, I've unconsciously i judge myself for thinking deeply and wanting to think about life and writing wanting to write and wanting to express myself and that but that was a part of me that could do this stuff I, I if i wasn't accepting that part of me i wouldn't be doing a podcast i wouldn't be writing a second book and it, i just kind of found that image good because i spent so much of my life sitting down like that, not using the wings and just kind of judging myself for having those wings. And well, uh... see, it's
1: fascinating because I wasn't trying to put wings on it. I think it just kind of when I, when I did the edit and the filter on it and I just started toying with the image, um, it just so happened, I guess it just kind of, it, it created itself in a sense, mm. you know, cause I wasn't consciously going for wings. And then when you pointed it out, like, oh yeah, I can see it now. It wasn't yeah. intentional, it was like a happy accident, I guess, what you call, you know.
0: But to be honest, I think that represents a lot of pe- people who are this way inclined in society. I think we grew up in a culture that there's a lot of shallow thinking, there's a lot of discouragement from people thinking deeply true things. That is, people who can do it but are don't know where to start or feel embarrassed about or they did they, they just feel ashamed about the parts themselves or they don't know what to do with it. I think. I I feel like it's a representation of the percentage of people in society who are deep thinkers, who aren't using their superpower, not using that thing that we need in society to balance out some of the mindlessness sometimes.
1: Yeah. And, you know, going on that, I kind of see where color wise, I wanted to split the image up into different, you know, I mean, we have the left brain and right brain way of thinking and to me, it's just to me, he's puzzled over the fact that which direction he's gonna go and he's not sure. You know, and it's not so much overthinking is a bad thing. I think it's there's nothing wrong with that because you know hey, it's called a lot, a lot of times it's called uh you know, you deep dive also yeah. into something like uh, looking up a phrase and also you well, where does the phrase come from? The root and all that kind of stuff, you know, and uh it's sad that some people would shun that, but I don't know. To me, it's it's a it's a positive thing when you you go into that deep thinking. It's like you know you discover more about yourself and everything around you. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it gives you wings, and that's what you see.
0: It gives you fresh perspectives too in life. Like you, you know, when you're encountering somebody who's thought about things, they'll have some sort of fresh perspective on something because it's not something they just picked up on from being absorbed in the environment day to day. Yeah. And then these images, I love these images. So you split them Yeah, off,
1: those, uh, are fun. Okay. those are always fun to do. I, I always mean, look
0: at that yeah. and like just kind of laugh whenever I look at it. <laughs> it's nice.
1: I got a kick out of doing those a lot. Uh-huh. And somehow they still fit with what you were doing. That one was good too. I like this. Uh, yeah,
0: know. no, that was crazy. Cause you were looking into Irish slang and like that is stuff I would have heard when I was growing up and, uh, and then that, because you came up with the French thing yourself, again, I would have heard that a lot when I was in France. Say, yeah, a I marks. looked
1: it up and it's kind of it's like, um, you know, it'd be like here saying, you know, what the fuck or what the hell is going on? Yeah, so it's sure. kind of the equivalent to that, but in French words. So I look up the translation and I look up uh, how someone would express it in French and then look for the, uh, I guess, the appropriate context and everything until I find what I'm looking for. You know, because mm. I I want to be grammatically correct in every language. You know, mm. I don't want to just do word. You don't want to just do word by word translation because it wouldn't make sense to someone who's, no. who, who knows French. So someone like yourself, you read it like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Mm. Same thing with the, uh, you know, you're away with the fairies. It's, I've never heard that phrase before. But when I look into it and it's it delves into the whole theory of like the pixies and the fairies carrying you away, And you're are you crazy? Yeah. You know, uh, and you're Muppet. I I think I spent like at least two hours looking at Irish slang and, and then I'm like, oh, there's some only for Cork. Uh, there's some just specific for Dublin and the, you got the North, you know, it's mm-hmm. like any country and like, you start reading, you start reading and reading this and you kind of get fascinated with it, you know, so if I ever go visit, I'm going to be talking like that to everybody, you know, <laughs>
0: so, I found so like I that, just, that are... Like you're away with the fairies, that can often be used for somebody who's quite imaginative to discourage them from being imaginative. As in, like you're yeah. too, um you're too away with the fairies. You're not grounded in reality. Like the more I've grown older, though, I've realized that a lot of people who would say that with that intention, they're not very grounded in reality because they're just bought into how they think they should be a lot of the yeah. time. So now I kind of see that the joke's really on them as an adult. But it's tough going through that growing up like that if you're sensitive person you want to be engaging your imagination with the world around you that if you can counter people like that you've got I guess it comes back to the well it doesn't come back to the shade and fraud but it comes back to that comes back to gaslighting somebody because you haven't seen true things for yourself you're putting your own unexpressed pain unprocessed pain on somebody else so yeah wanted to i was glad you, you brought that phrase up to be honest Uh, you know and then i'm sure
1: i don't know if you you do know the characters coming out of the tv right yeah yeah you know and to me if it it fit them because you know the peanuts deal with a lot of that kind of grief and that kind of weirdness that even though it's a comic strip or cartoon there's a lot of darkness there in their strips and everything like that stop it
0: so the so like the person coming out of the because i remember when i was saying to you i wanted to uh i think i think the only guidelines i gave for this was that i wanted the tv to start talking to him because that was my experience when i went through my break Uh, i felt like i'd experienced the tv starting to speak to me but so for you there when you got the person coming out of the screen where did that come from for you where he's got half the leg was that from me telling you that or was it something else
1: it was just kind of like you know characters of tv talking to you um well they're in the tv but they're kind of i want to do almost a, not a literal but they're coming out of the tv so you get a sense that they are talking to you they're coming at you you know and so it's just like a little added thing to show them stepping out you know oh, okay so,
0: yeah no, I like, not just nice not image.
1: just yeah not just the tv talking but characters literally stepping out of it so
0: yeah no that's good yeah yeah we'll do maybe two more images maybe and uh I think we can do
1: another one again if you want.
0: Maybe next month or something. Just uh, yeah, we,
1: we get some more, get some more stuff done. I mean, who knows what's going to come out?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the Theme for this one could be weird images. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk about this one and uh, the Italian one. And uh, well, yeah, like I said we can do another one again.
1: I think the description you had was this is draw a weird image was the title for the yeah not, not chapter but the um the section. Image. And above yeah. it you had a description of the freedom of imperfection and yeah. the lack of freedom of it and i was puzzled by that because uh i don't know i felt it was contradictory in a sense yeah and I, w- I wasn't sure how to go about that i think because... what i was
0: t- thinking about was uh so i would have had a lot of i think judgment about being weird over the years, unconsciously, mm-hmm. not allowing myself to be weird, like putting a weird image online. This was even mm-hmm. the rabbit hole image I was putting online there. That can be perceived as very weird and out there to a lot of people. Yeah. But I Anything found can, you
1: know, nowadays in our cancel culture, anything's weird nowadays. So,
0: well, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. So, I found that I've experienced more psychological freedom by allowing myself to go there, uh, even encouraging you to go there with a weird image because we're working together and uh i just feel like if you're going to limit your mind around what you judge to be weird it's going to limit your creativity oh yeah you know because sometimes you also have to talk a bit of nonsense to get the sense you have to there's so many contradictions and paradoxes when it comes to like exploring your mind and creativity that i feel like It doesn't really do you much service in the long run to box yourself in around certain things especially when it comes to being weird because again it's a perspective it's how other people are perceiving you that's the issue it's not actually yourself that's the issue there it's your perception of other people are looking at you
1: this kind of this is kind of harkens back to like before i started um illustrating professionally you know, I mean, all my life, I just drew outside, listen to music, have a drink or two. And, uh, you know, my old, old Instagram, or some some once in a while with really older Instagram posts and pictures were stuff like this that it doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. Hmm. But, but there's stuff there that does make sense. It, it's contradictory. But I just cool. wanted to draw, I don't want to draw just like uh, one thing, like, you know, the little tiny guy coming out of the doorway of his belly.
0: Hey, Where did yeah. that come from, that Tiny guy, because I was looking at that, I was like, "What
1: the hell is that about?"
0: Tiny guy in the doorway.
1: A lot of that's, uh, you know, I'm a fan of people like Salvador Dali, whose work is just out there. Yeah, you know, and if you see it, you know, warp clocks. is just like the most popular, but it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Doctor Seuss. It doesn't have to make sense. It's just, to me, it's just expressing yourself. And and um, the tongue is one thing, because you know it's a tongue, but then it transforms into whatever that is and then why not he's holding coffee i mean it doesn't have to make sense but yeah. you no know, how you think you literally i'm just literally thinking i go what can he be, he be holding why you know and is there a reason why he's holding two kinds of coffee or whatever he's holding and um you know it, it actually because you were talking about the lack of freedom and imperfection and 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 uh i don't know exactly how it went um and the freedom of that brings so he's kind of tangled up in the cord because you know if part of him's free being whatever he is he's still being restrained for being what he is you know and there's some like religious connotations with the hand the nail through the hand yeah there's nothing that makes sense like why is he holding the pizza i don't know just felt like maybe i was hungry and it just comes out but this wasn't the initial drawing the initial idea i had was the one you use for metamorphosis because that to me struck me more as uh, the freedom of imperfection like you had the snail and then you had the pupa and then the butterfly because to me it's a cycle you know because that's why I said that what you were saying to me was contradictory to me it seemed like it was not so much meta but in a in a circle you know so you go from not being perfect accepting it that gives you freedom, but then it holds you back. But then it, it's accept, you know, so you're going in the end of the cycle in a sense. And to me, that, that was the uh, idea. But then I started drawing this, and I go, Well, you were talking about metamorphosis. So I go, It'd be a shame to throw that image away, I thought, because it, it came out pretty nice, too.
0: Oh, yeah, because that came Yeah, I wasn't expecting the metamorphosis image, and that go ties in with the metamorphosis paragraph now. But I don't know. I, don't know. I, think, I think I was just thinking about how judging myself less for expressing myself a bit differently to other people. I just found this freedom in that. And that's the imperfection.
1: So yeah. And metamorphosis, this was actually going to be, I mean, this one kind out, out of got out of hand a little bit, but metamorphosis was kind of, this is based, based loosely on Kafka. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going for a Kafka image a metamorphosis and the butterfly in this area but then somehow they just reverse themselves, you know, and where they went.
0: How does that happen? And is it, you're going with your gut feeling on things? How, how are things? Yeah,
1: gut Basically okay. it's, it just feels like, you know what, let's go this way. Yeah. You know, you're drawing one thing and it's like, um, I've had some of this kind of imagery in my head before when I've drawn like the exploding head, you know, but I'm thinking what can be coming out of it? You know, maybe it's a hand or maybe it's a tentacle or maybe, you know, and so you just kind of redraw and redraw and, and um, you know. But, but I was,
0: what I also got from that image when I saw it, because I was just thinking of a caption for social media, I uh, thought that it's a good representation of when you speak your own words, you open your own eyes.
1: Yeah. That's what I, yeah, I like that. You know, and I, I left it in there, but it was very light you're saying egypt
0: yeah i was wondering what is that an Irish? that's an irish word we use that quite a lot in, in yeah
1: mind. i think that was during the time i was doing the uh i guess the research on the phrases that stood in my head yeah. and i left it in there and i forgot it was still in there and i was like ah fuck it it's in there you know and what do you like
0: fuk up there is it in the head no is yeah that... okay yeah it is there all right i wonder if maybe it was me seeing things
1: no, no, no. Sometimes it's you see things. Sometimes you don't. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. a, that's to, to me. It's part of the fun. It
0: is. I've grown up actually <laughs> like that. That uh, sometimes things are there that you see. Sometimes things aren't there that you're actually seeing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know there's there, but I'm just saying. Like yeah. a lot of other people and a lot of the uh, other books have done. There's some subtle things in there. Nothing like really pornographic, but there's things in there where I'm like, you know. The author didn't know I put it in there. And it's nothing bad. It's just a small image. And then, you know, we're talking and going, oh, you didn't notice that? And she's like, oh, okay, I see it now. It's cute or whatever it is. And, you know, uh, stuff like that. So it's fun to do it because it keeps you entertained. You know, as an artist, you want to, I don't know, have fun.
0: That's it. I was just thinking about it recently. There's nothing, for me and I personally, there's nothing worse than like niching, where you become, Hmm. you speak about the same thing for years yeah. and years and years and even though it looks like you're working for yourself for me if i'm speaking with the same thing thinking with the same thing for years no matter what my surface life looks like i know that would feel like hell inside my yeah. Mind stuff
1: yeah you know, like that i hate to say it, but that the one that gets to me is like you bring it up to mind is that tony robbins mm. you know and it's like the same shit over and over i don't know how this guy is so popular but it's like you know He's not really saying anything, he's like the uh astrologist that they just tell you what you want to hear, yeah, you know, but not really telling you what you need to hear.
0: It kind of goes back to the unconscious culture chapter again. Simple messages. uh, and then the last image was talk about today, yeah. all right. Nice <laughs> <laughs> looking at that. <laughs> I was like, why, why did you go with uh, why did the people look
1: like that in the background? Actually,
0: why did you go with that?
1: Um, I didn't want to get too much expression on it. I wanted it to be more, I was thinking of emoji. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of like um, keep the focus more. And plus, you know, when you're drawing a certain size, I want the focus to be up front with the characters.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And then this one, was I was going to do this one. I was going to do everything like a very classic stereotypical, uh, stereotypical Italian speak in English, but phonetically spelled out. You know, like if you're familiar with the Marx Brothers, one of them, Chico Marx is Italian in the, in, you know, in the movies. And you know, you would talk like, you know, what's the matter, you and everything like that. Okay. Like very stereoty- And so I was going to do that. I go, that might be, I don't want to say offensive, but it might be, you know. Uh, no, I'm glad you,
0: I'm glad you went with that. Cause like I'm saying, I, I like a meld of languages, just getting people curious about languages. And they don't have to be yeah. perfect. It's like just have fun with it. Did you
1: have you looked up the translations?
0: That's how you crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Are and then you oh, crazy. I often um, hear them say Dios mío for oh, my God. Oh mio is just yeah. oh, my, isn't it?
1: Yeah, O oh, mio is just Omayo, oh, oh, Dios mio, but Dios mío was too close to Spanish, but Spanish and Italian are very same very similar, yeah. Very similar, and "Mamma Mia" is because you know it's from Abba.
0: And it's stereotypical <laughs> Italian.
1: <laughs> it's very typical. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of subtle to leave in. That's, it. yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to put words. I mean, I wanted to put things I like, thought be funny, but maybe it's just me. You know, like what's the matter, you? But I go. I know they don't really speak like that. That's no. just what we see <laughs> on TV. Yeah. And so I go, you know, what? Let's put the, you know, like, you know, mangia con la mani, yeah. mangia, you know, eat with your hand um you know because when i was reading it it just stood out to me as soon as i read you know in a culture eating with your feet it just i just started laughing because it's the first thing that popped in my head is like you eating with your feet literally eating with your feet in front of people
0: yeah that was a funny one again because that wasn't an image i asked you to do but you, you that's what you picked up on and like for me when i wrote that out that would have just been something that came to mind for me in the morning that it was just uh it was just something that came to mind. I, I didn't yeah. premeditate it. Like it was just trying to accentuate a point. And then again, it's like something you picked up on that I didn't think you'd pick up on. You create an image around it. I think it did the Italian. And that's something I wasn't expecting. So that's why for me as a writer, this process is very interesting. And you've got somebody who's illustrating your book at the same time.
1: Yeah. It was, it's fun to do. It's like, a, and it's hard to do too. When you, I read something, I read a passage. I'm like, you know, yeah, this needs a picture because it just it stands out, yeah. you know. And it's like you know, and because I haven't seen that kind of picture before, I mean, you know, it's just it's just yeah. to me it's bizarre. and It's funny though. I mean, you got three and I don't know. I just I saw it. I read it. And I was like, I gotta draw something to this. And I had another one. I know. I think I showed you the other one, but then, um, I don't know why I went with spaghetti and meatballs, and I just went. I was like, well, that's very Italian. And uh, it just went from there. It kind of like developed itself. I'm like, well, let's put the Italian phrases in it, you know, and, and um, it's just one of those things that just uh, snowballs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that when things snowball, you start with an idea, which leads on to another one. Yeah. Did I do that recently? Actually, I was writing something there. I was doing a, I decided I would just write down my dream from the mm-hmm. night before. I said I'd yeah. do it, because oftentimes I'll want to do it, but never do it. And what I noticed when I did do it, I'd write out a part of the dream that I remembered, and that would lead on to another part I remembered, another part I remembered. I went for a few lines, but I wasn't expecting that by writing that down. That doesn't always happen for me, but for some reason yeah. it did. And I found it quite cool that one line led on to another image from the dream, another image, and that usually wouldn't happen for me.
1: It'll trigger like a, oh yeah the, an emotion or a feeling and then it brings back an image and uh, when you have dreams like that yeah so.
0: dreams are they're fascinating because I, I find like when you try and, when you try and remember the dream it's hard to remember it and then when you're not trying to remember it you remember it and it's uh, yeah. it's uh, it's really cool like some a friend mentioned to me recently I think Carl Jung did he say that once you go beyond 50 you should pay more attention to your dreams than you in your real life and your day-to-day life? Uh, or something like that, she was saying. I found quite interesting.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well,
0: yeah, that's I suppose the, the images we'll cover today. Like I said, we're gonna, we should do another episode around this some other time, some other images. Yeah, we
1: got, we got way more coming out, man.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, no, thanks, Dave. It was good, to, good chatting with you. Always, Jan, again.
1: always, always enjoy it.
0: Cool, man.